Welcome, adventurers, to the Epic Levels Mad Dungeon Podcast, where we use improv, nerd lore, and creativity to create fun and weird content for your games. I'm Steve Albertson, the most vicious and super muscular peanut M&M loving dragon warrior. And I'm Andrew, the Tiger Wizard, aka T-Wizzy, also known as Art Dorcas with the Wand of Orcus. 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 And I'm just making it up as I go along. I'm Rob, the Warlock Rock. Let's roll! Hi. And welcome to the Epic Levels Mad Dungeon 2023 Season 2 Dungeon 23 Game Hole Con Pledgeathon Finale. We're glad you're here. I'm Zach, the Bad Alchemist, and this isn't easy for us, but we wanted your pledges today. We aren't asking for much. Just say hi to us on our socials or tell your dentist about the podcast. The phones are live and we have Monty Cook on the line right now. Let's listen in. Okay, we are here with Monty Cook of Monty Cook Games, a history of Dungeons and Dragons and role-playing games for quite a while, from uh, third edition on into uh, Monty Cook Games, Numenera, uh, lately put out uh, Old Gods of Appalachia RPG. Uh, tell us what you've been working on. What's up with Monty Cook Games? Uh, well, like you said, uh, we've got uh, Old Gods of Appalachia just came out. Uh, we're very excited about that. Um, and then I currently, right now, I'm working on um, a, a similar game that's based on another podcast called The Magnus Archives. And that's what I'm, uh, I'm busying my time with right now. Uh, very cool. Uh, what is the Magnus Archives? It's uh, it's a British uh, podcast. It's horror. Um, it's uh, uh, people sort of investigating the paranormal, and you know everything goes wrong. Sherlock Holmesy or um, not not too Sherlock nope, Holmesy. Not Sherlock no, Holmesy. It's, it's modern day. Okay. Uh, it's uh, set in London, but of course you know it's a role playing game, so you can set it anywhere. Okay. Back back in Appalachia. Yeah. You, you could. I, I like the idea of a crossover. Cool. All right. Well, let's get into uh, the game we're doing here. So we're going to create a uh, dungeon. This is our grand finale episode. For... I, I've never created a dungeon, but uh, I no, would we'll, give it a uh, try. We'll walk you through it. <laughs> we'll, we'll teach you how to do this thing. Yeah. Like... <laughs> um, so here's how it's going to go. We're all going to roll a d6. Uh, the one, two, uh, noun, two, three. Three, four is a verb. A five six is an adjective, uh, and then we'll say a word that it reminds me it reminds us of, and then we'll uh, go into an initial thought segment and talk about what these words remind us of. Then I or Andrew will determine what's going to go into this room based on uh, what we talked about, and then we could fill it out a little bit that way. Cool. Are we ready? I'm ready. All right. Uh, I'll start. I got a four. That's a verb. I'm going to say. Uh, uh, magic, like uh, magic. verb, like doing magic to magic. Magicing. 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 Yeah. Okay. Right. Like us. Uh, I also got a four. Uh, so now, uh, or wait, no, adjective, right? I need to write this down. It's a verb. A verb. <laughs> it's the same thing that you had. A verb. <laughs> All right, a verb. Um, I'm gonna say. Uh, Falling or fall. Oh. Fall, falling, great. Andrew. Alright, here we go. Just so everybody knows, we're rolling the official game whole con ten. It's sort of 
orange. It's got a I, real sherbet kind of yeah, feel whatever. to it. Yeah, whatever. We're rolling it. Is that a, it's a That's a six. It's a six. Six is an adjective. And Tiger Wizard is going to use the adjective um, grimy. Grimy. Nice. Nice. The grimy streets of Appalachia. The grimy streets <laughs> of London, Appalachia. Okay, let's move into this uh, segment here. Initial thoughts. All right, Monty, we have the words. To do magic, magicking, fall or falling, and grimy. What do these words make you think of, individually or combined? Uh, you mean like in terms of like a dungeon room? Just in your brain. Just, just in, in my brain. Just what it pops into your head. Uh, uh, I'm falling good. magic, grimy magic. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, falling magic sounds like... Uh, Magic that that is supposed to keep you from falling, right? Like like a feather fall kind of, you know, safety net kind of thing. Um, and you know, and if it's grimy, it, maybe it doesn't work right. <laughs> That's <laughs> bro- a broken yeah, feather fall. Exactly. Fe- yeah. Feather falling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any stories and games you've run or things you've written about falling or falling damage or anything? Uh, uh, one of my favorite traps that I ever put in anything was a was a pit. Um, and there's a gelatinous cube stuck in the middle of the shaft going down to the pit. Ooh. And so you get caught in the gelatinous cube on your way down. That is diabolical. <laughs> that, is, that is grimy. That's a grimy <laughs> thing to do to your players. Yeah. Uh, what about you? What about you, Steve? Uh, grimy magic. Grimy makes me think about dirty or dirt things. So I also like uh, like cantrips that just clean up uh, after you fall in some mud or something. Sure. It's kind of fun there. Uh, but falling, I also like uh, love magic, like maybe falling in love. So oh. when I think about a grimy falling uh, magic, maybe we get into some Harlequin-esque novels or something. Uh, so, but uh, definitely like falling like, magic. Like, yeah. Oh, William, I have to get that grime off of you. Yeah, oh, just a little. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear me, oh, my. It's sort of falling in there. Um, I think I'm Andrew. falling in love with you as I wipe this grime off your face. Yeah, let's jump off this bridge together. <laughs> let's, we'll fall to our, uh, our, our joy. I don't know. Andrew, what do, you, uh, what do you think of with these words? Fall. Magic, falling, grimy. Fall into bed together. Um, so... Grimy and magicking together gives me dark wizard top of a tower vibes. Mm. Uh, I'm feeling like the the wizard who has the fingernails that are a little bit too long. My wife hates them, but um, they have the caked dirt right, like in the fingernails, and they're like maybe split in half somewhere. That's what comes to mind with grimy and magicking. And with falling, I, I, I love, um, you know, uh, the, a wizard tower where people get pushed off of it. Uh, I'm reminded of a scene in a Bruce Willis movie, uh, Hudson Hawk. Where, oh, yeah. You remember that mm-hmm. film? And uh, at the top of the tower, there was like a little dog and somebody just like punted the, <laughs> I do remember punted the yeah. dog out the window. I was like, ooh. But, um, yeah, I was thinking yeah, more not, like a... Let's e- not have dogs falling. No, I, no, I'm no, not no. It doesn't that. have to be a dog. <laughs> I was thinking more like a player character. Maybe, there we go. Maybe it's an anthropomorphic dog that's getting <laughs> kicked off the top of a tower. Anyway. Uh, it also makes me think of, like, throwing someone off a tower. The episode one of Game of Thrones where uh, oh, yeah. gets oh, kicked yeah. off of the tower. Oh, the little, yeah, the little kid gets yeah. pushed out the window. 
sets things in motion for an ending everyone loved for right, a f- right. beloved franchise. Maybe that's what activates your magic, right? You're pushed out of the top of a tower, you're falling, and, and you know, the stress of it says, I'm going to cast a spell, and, and your magic kicks in. I think that's great. It also reminds me of, like, a trust fall, right? So if we got the loving, feather fall, magic, uh... <laughs> Falling into a gelatinous cube idea is pretty great. <laughs> um, okay, let's uh, move on to our next segment, which is what's in, what's in the room? Um, I'm thinking that what we're going to make is a room feature, right? So um, what are your thoughts on a room feature for something in this dungeon room that involves falling, magicking, grimy, and all of the ideas that we've just sort of thrown out here? Got any ideas, Steve? I think Monty? it. I I like the idea. If you go into a, in a dungeon room, it's a huge room, and there's a tower in it because uh-huh. that just seems weird right away. You know, right. something is up. I got to tell you a funny little story. So when we do this episode uh, for the full length of time, the thing that I say at the beginning of every episode is like, "Hey, I have to draw this on a small card." So ah. let's not create impossibly tall wizard towers or or, va- oceans. or oceans and, and we've I, done both I, we should i think we should do it let's do a wizard tower right does that like in the center of the room is a yeah. wizard tower yeah why not all right like let's do wizard tower but this is the thing with this wizard tower is it's a tower of love right so the point of this tower isn't uh that maybe a wizard lives there but i think the point of it is to prove true love so uh, once you uh, find someone that will jump with you off of this tower, like in a trust fall. Uh, a lover's leap. A lover's leap, if you there will. There you go. You'll get some sort of reward. What is the reward, Monty? Um, let's see. So um, I, I guess it's something grimy, right? Yeah, you got to get something <laughs> grimy by the end of it. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, we could go the other way and say, you know, like your reward is like dirt and grime and whatnot just never sticks to you oh, ever again. You're great. just eternally so, clean. Oh. Yeah. So you're, the purity of your love will yeah, keep you, you clean go. forever. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Cleanliness is next to godliness <laughs> at the end. So, I mean, for adventurers, that's like as good as it gets, right? Yeah. You're like walking around. You've got pristine plate armor because you have some love. Everybody else has just been drugged <laughs> through the mud and right. all the gelatinous cubes that they've fallen through. <laughs> it's perfect. Let's name this tower. Is it just a tower of love? You got a name for this thing, Monty? Uh, Tower of Love. Uh, it's the Tower of Love. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I think the wizard should be at the top singing. Just singing yeah. that song. He should be singing right. from the top of the tower. Perfect. Yep. Tower of Love. Monty, can you let everyone know where they can find you and the things you do? Uh, best place to go is montycookgames.com. Um, got all the links to social media and everything there, but uh, it's kind of the central hub of, of all things Monty Cook Games. Yeah, so go get all everything Cypher System and uh, Numenera and all that stuff. Thank you very much for being on the show, Monty. Absolutely. Thanks, Monty. Thanks. It was great. Oh, man. Dagger Wizard, you were waiting all year to draw a wizard tower. I'm so glad that happened for you. And thanks to Monty Cook for joining us from Game Hole Con. Now, Tiger Wizard, what was something that stood out to you this season? Hi, this is Tiger Wizard. Do you like the way I sound like me? I had a great time drawing such fun dungeon rooms that you can check out on epiclevelsrapgods.com. Do you remember Knockin' Bem's Court? 
We made that with Johan and Pele of Merkberg. That was a classic. It sure was, Tiger Wizard. Thanks for sharing. Who else do we have on the line live from Game Hole Con? Um, uh, it seems to be Mike Mason, Dragon Warrior. Why don't you introduce them? All right, here we are with Mike Mason of Chaosium. And uh, Mike's worked on an awful lot of things. Uh, coming up, we have Anne Against the Static and Arkham Unveiled later in the year. Uh, Mike, would you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about these products? Sure, yeah. As you say, I work for uh, Chaosium, and uh, my job is I'm the creative director for Call of Cthulhu, uh, the role playing game. And um, I'm, getting, I'm getting thrust in the face with a microphone. <laughs> okay, here we go. So, yeah, I. Um, I look after the Call of Cthulhu tabletop role-playing game, and uh, I co-authored the current edition of the game, which is the seventh edition of Call of Cthulhu. And I have a kind of either I write, I edit, uh, do some art direction, development, etc. Every book in that we do that's Call of Cthulhu. Uh, so uh, my time tends to be split from you know, writing new material, developing some old material, and editing um, the material that my colleagues and our, our great writing team and freelancers put together. A busy man in the Call of Cthulhu universe. Uh, who came up with the push rules for the new edition? So that was Paul. Um, I mean, we, we collaborated on all the rules, uh, but I think the initial idea was Paul's, and then we tended to kind of uh, uh, talk about it and playtest it and break the rules and, you know, turn it into what you see in the final edition but yeah Paul came up with the push rule which has um, uh, it's been a very popular rule with people uh, you know oh, yeah. push push to kind of succeed but you also push the danger and uh, increase your risk and in a game like Call of Cthulhu that's a horror mystery game uh, that kind of works pretty well <laughs> I love it what do uh, people have to look forward to from you for 2024 so 2024, uh, we, the big news really is we're going to be releasing the new edition of Cthulhu by Gaslight. So that's the Call of Cthulhu game set in the kind of late Victorian era. So uh, uh, the kind of uh, fog shrouded streets and gaslit alleys, um, the kind of uh, the, the London of uh, you know, Jack the Ripper, uh, but also you know, the rest of the UK and Scotland, England, Ireland, Wales and so on, but also the East Coast US. Uh, because um, that kind of leads into our western setting down darker trails which kind of takes place at the same time but uh, Gaslight will be going to be releasing uh, two new books for that core books there'll be a player player facing book and a keeper facing book and uh, together they kind of form this new uh, new edition of Gaslight with new adventures and some cool new rules as well very exciting. Let's get into our own wild adventure and uh, make a fun dungeon room part with you. <laughs> well, that, sound, that sounds awesome. All right. Uh, Cthulhu Fatagon. Let's um, roll some dice. What we're going to do is we're going to each roll this D6, and then that will give us um, a type of word. And then we'll say a word, and then we'll talk about what that word makes us think of, and then we'll make something. Are you ready? I'm ready. I am so ready. Okay, all right. Um, I'm going to go first. All right, let's have Andrew go first, see what happens here. One and two Ooh, is a noun. We go noun, verb, adjective, so noun. Top hat. Top hat, we say. 
Mike, what do we got here? Okay, here we go. We got, we're rolling, and it's a four. Four. Now in verb, we're in verb town. Verb, verb. Um, uh, gingerly. 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 All right, I'm going to go ahead and roll this thing. Uh, uh, two is another noun, and I will say gaslight. Oh, uh, that's, uh, that's also a verb, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, why don't we start with you, Mike? What do these words make you think of? Top okay. hat, gingerly, gaslight. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's kind of, uh, yeah, I, I'm picturing some kind of uh, uh, fog-shrouded street uh, or maybe... Um, or maybe maybe the, uh, the the front room of some mansion house. Okay. Uh, with the... Uh, the windows open, letting that kind of fog roll in. So there's kind of a strange mix of inside outside going on. A little weird. Uh, what's a gingerly top hat? Well, so okay, so gingerly top hats. I mean, somewhat. There's a top hat, and there's something not quite right about it because you 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 kind of feel like you should put it on, but you, you're being a bit you know ginger about kind of. A little, bit, a little bit timid and a little unsure about whether you should like it might even fall apart it might or? fall apart or maybe when you put it on something could happen okay oh, now we're talking alright alright what do you think Steve what do these words make you think alright well when I think about gaslight not talking about the uh, gaslighting a person although maybe we could combine those as a like regular like street lamp that is using gas to keep it together so uh, I, I was thinking about that like a oh, proper so kind of like the, the, there's a street lamp that's kind of emanating some, some some extra stuff that's kind of causing people to kind of hallucinate or something. Okay. Or, yeah. yeah, like maybe you're in the foggy streets and once you get around the mist coming out of this uh, light, uh, uh, maybe a person in a top hat. So when I think about top hats, I think about, I don't know, Abraham Lincoln. But if we're talking about like London top hats, I do think... That's what I was intending, yeah. Or, or, or undertakers. Right, an undertaker. So maybe uh, we have some sort of gaslight where uh, amongst the London fog, a undertaker or a person, and you can't see this, but Mike has a uh, he-who-shall-not-be-named-esque pin <laughs> on. So maybe there is a uh, undertaker that shall not be named that comes from the uh, fog once the gaslight is lit. Oh, Andrew, yeah. what do you think with the words top hat, gingerly, and gaslight? You have to go gingerly near this gaslight. I was thinking um, about uh, when you said gaslight. I was thinking about a top hat that was a little bit more steampunk and maybe had um, was like made of gaslight. So like it's just a burner that you turn on, and then when uh, when you ignite it, it the flame forms the shape of a, like maybe it's like a headband, and then you turn on the gas, and it like the fl- the flame creates a, a top hat out of flame, right? Oh yeah. And uh, it's gingerly because like you got to be got to be quick to get it on and off. Yeah, you got to be careful, right? You got to be careful how you, you know, like you're gingerly turning a knob or turning a dial. Anyway, I like it. Uh, With these things, let's go ahead and move into our next segment, which is what's in the room. And I I think I know what I want to do here. Let's build this thing. There will be a gaslight in this room, like a little like street lamp in there, where if you use it properly, you will be gifted a magic top hat from a mystical ethereal undertaker. Um, yeah, let's let's, let's hear from Mike like uh, what do you Yeah, let's build this thing up. An item uh, based on all of the things that we've sort okay, of talked so, about. Okay, so okay, so 
Okay, you, 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 you enter the room, yeah? And, yeah. Uh, and, and in the, the mist kind of coalesces and forms this kind of tall, spindly kind of figure wearing this top hat, yeah? And it, it doesn't say anything, but you, you look at it and, it and what it does, it reaches up and takes its top hat off, off and turns it kind of upside down so you can see into the hat. And in the hat, it's full of these strange kind of orangey kind of lumps that you realize are, are like lumps of raw ginger. Yeah? <laughs> And, yeah. and, and it, it proffers the hat, and it, and it wants you to take a piece of ginger and eat that lump, yeah? And it's kind of like a, a, a ritual, a bit of a trial by fire, because obviously eating that much ginger in one go is going to be quite be hot. hot. Right? Yeah, yeah, quite yeah. hot. And, um, and, uh, but it's magic ginger, clearly, because it, it's going to do something else. But it's, you, you get past the, the, the pain barrier. Your sinuses right up. It clears that out, and also... It's gonna, you know, it's gonna maybe, uh, maybe there's a, maybe, oh, maybe there's a good thing or maybe there's a bad thing. It's 50-50. Why not both? Yes. <laughs> wow, yeah, even better. So it's a chance thing. So you go there, you work with this slender man in the top hat uh-huh. uh, who will give you the choice of the ginger and it's gonna be 50-50. Is it giving you a fortune? Is it telling you something about yourself? Do you see your own death or what do you think? Or you get the top hat. You get the top hat, right? You eat the ginger, you get the top hat. Wait, or do you become the, the man yeah, in may, the may, mist? May, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe you have, you have, like, you either have like, a, like twenty four hours or a year and a day, depending on how Arthurian you want to be. Uh huh. Um, and that, in that time, you get the benefit. Yeah. Uh, maybe there's a bit of a downside to it as well, but the, you get some sort of benefit. He's going to come back out of the mist and, and, and collect. And collect. He collects, yeah. yeah. And part of that collection is, yeah, you are given the top hat and you have to you have to remain in the mist until somebody comes along and you can get rid of the hat on them. Yeah, and, you know, exactly. You pass, pass the curse on. Yeah. So you have a year to... Uh, release the cursor you become the man in the top hat in yeah. the mist the slender top hat man right, slender top hat it. man alright let's uh, I can imagine seeing this figure like in the mist right and you know the tall slim figure and then like the kind of like flaming top hat almost looks like a demon crown or something yeah well you mist. see over that year yeah they, they you know they've been told I will see you in a year yeah uh huh so as that year starts to get close yeah they start to see top hats everywhere. Yeah, so you know, yeah. Yeah. Is, that, is, that, is, that, is that is that the top over there? Is, is it coming? Is it coming? I love it. <laughs> the paranoia of it all. Mike, so um, first of all, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it's a um, pleasure. This is uh, this is a super fun experience for us getting to do this live. Most of the time, we're doing it remotely, so this is really cool. Um, oh yeah, let's do, yeah let's do that. What you, Mike, what are we going to call this top hat? Oh, the the. Uh, Yes. <laughs> the, I like the gaslights in their teeth gaslighting you the whole time. You've always been here. Uh, You've always, uh, always worn the hat. <laughs> always the man uh, in the hat. Yeah. Uh, uh, how about just the gas top? Gas top. Yeah. Gas top. Gas top. All right. All right. The gas top. Nice. Terrifying. Uh, Mike, where can people find you and your games and uh, socials or websites? Sure, yeah. Uh, for Call of Cthulhu, uh, you just head, head to uh, chaosium.com, C O 
Sorry, C-O? C-H-A-O-S-I-U-M.com. And that's all the good stuff on Call of Cthulhu and the other great games Chaosium makes. And um, I also do a, uh, a podcast as well with my uh, friend Paul Fricker, who, who co-wrote Call of Cthulhu with me. And uh, it's called EldritchStories.com. And uh, we do short horror stories that we read to you uh, on our podcast. Very cool. Something to go to bed to. Something to listen to as oh, you're absolutely. falling asleep. Yeah, Especially this time of year as it gets close to the Halloween. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. I think we should probably be selling Slender Top Hat merch, but we're too busy taking calls. Before we go back to the phones, let's check out this middle episode break. Hello, weirdos. My name is Diogo Nogueira, and with Weird Games and Weirder People, you get to listen to weird and wonderful creators of the tabletop role-playing game space, talking about the weird in themselves and in the world. We talk about game design, art, creativity, spirituality, supernatural events, and a lot more. We go deep, we get weird, and we love it. So tune in and get weird with Weird Games and Weirder People wherever you listen to your podcasts. What a break. I was able to get my daily push-ups in. Back to the phones, they're ringing like mad. Next we have Skip Williams. Take it away. All right, we are with Skip Williams, the sage, uh, who has worked on D&D stuff for quite a while. From D&D 3A, the sage advice column on Dragon Magazine, uh, working these days uh, with Gary Kahn and their Founders and Legends uh, convention. Uh, welcome to the Mad Dungeon podcast, Skip. Yeah, happy to be here. Yeah, why don't you talk a little bit about why don't you talk a little bit about all the things you've been working on? Uh, well, you covered it all. Um, you know, I mean, <laughs> that's it. All right, <laughs> we done it. Let's go well, home. Going, going, great guns with Gary Khan and uh, Founders and Legends is coming along. And yeah, can well, you, yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about what Founders and Legends is? Okay, so Founders and Legends is uh, Luke's brainstorm for dealing with the 50th anniversary of D&D and the birth of role-playing. And specifically, so we're talking about Luke Gygax, Luke Gygax who founded yep. GaryCon. Youngest son of E. Gary Gygax. Everybody's heard of him, so we don't need to go any farther, right? That's right. That's right. If you're listening to this, uh, you should know that name. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's just a little fun, little old, super old school thing that we're doing the weekend before GaryCon. Well, what can people uh, expect from it? Uh, what do we got right now? We've got lined up. We've got uh, Paul Stormberg with his Legends of Wargaming going to be there doing all of his great old school stuff. I'm blowing the dust off my old 40 millimeter millimeter uh, medieval figures and running a couple of chainmail games. Ah, fun. So that's something I haven't done for quite some time. Um, yeah, fun thing with uh, Gary Kanye, you know, he's got the joust from Chainmail out there. Yep. It? <laughs> it's Paul's 70 millimeter figures. Very pretty to look at. Fun little game, too. I've never gotten a chance to play. Every time oh, I, go, you, I think you should, about it. Oh, you should do it. It takes, so it takes the, like two minutes. It's not. Yeah. So the Founders and Legends um, event is going to be taking place the weekend before Gary Khan in March of 2024, correct? That is correct. Okay, well. Very cool. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and Skip, one more thing. What's your favorite thing that you've uh, created in Dungeons & Dragons that's uh, held on? My favorite thing that I've created in Dungeons & Dragons that's held on. Uh, wow. That's, that's a toughie, really. It's a deep um, bag. It is a deep bag. Um, bag of holding, maybe? Yeah. No, that, that, I, can't, I can't claim <laughs> that one. That's, uh, 
I don't know. Sorry, drawing a blank there. <laughs> no An worries. embarrassment of riches, I guess. Well, I don't know. let's create something new All that's right. going to hang on for generations on the Mad Dungeon podcast. And let's start rolling a... Let's roll up some words, shall we? This uh, will exist at, at least for a week when this episode airs. So it'll last at least that long. Timeless. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So once again, we're rolling the uh, Game Hall 10 official D6 here. And uh, Skip, why don't you roll first? So basically, we're just going to roll this D6. What you roll will determine a verb, adjective, or noun. We got a three. So a three. Uh, noun, verb, adjective. We're going verb here. Verb. Three is a verb. Any verb. Go. Go, the classicest of verbs. Indeed. And when I took a Spanish class, uh, ear, that was the first thing they teach you. Oh, go and ear? Yeah, IR. All right, Andrew, uh, roll it up. Go. What I, IR one. is the word for go Span- in Spanish? Now I'm second guessing myself, but I, I don't believe know. it is. All right, somebody fact check us. Three. Uh, three, another verb. Um, a very action y episode today. Yeah, I'm going to say kick. Kick? Go! Yeah. Yes. All right, Steve, roll us up. Three, ah, another no. verb. We are verbed up. I'm going to say skip. <laughs> oh, very cool. Yeah. All right, so what we're going to do now is we're just going to go around and we're going to talk about what these words make us think of. Skip, what do these three words, go, kick, and skip, make you think of? Go, kick, it. Think of maybe of like skipping stones, maybe. Yeah. So yeah, maybe a little bit too. of a little, maybe a little bit of a, a water feature in your room there, and uh, go and kick. You know, is something. There's something hiding in there, maybe. Yeah. What do you uh, think about when you close your eyes and think about a kick? What is a the kick. kind of kick you think? I, of? Unfortunately, I'm getting I'm getting the vision of of Lucy Vampelt pulling the. Football. Oh, oh Charlie, yeah. that's not really a Charlie kick. Brown kick. Yeah. Well, it's a it's a missed kick, right? Yeah, it's a missed kick. Yeah, that's it's that's an, it's a kick attempt. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty funny. And to think. fumble. Yeah. Yeah. Have you uh, created uh, traps that involve someone trying to kick something and it being pulled out of the way? I can't say that I have, but that can change. <laughs> what, what about you, Steve? What do these words make you think of? All right. Go, kick, and skip. A go, I started thinking about the game go, oh, like uh, the, yeah. the board game. And then kick, I'm, I'm in like some sort of Mortal Kombat-y kind of. Like I'm thinking about video game kicks or weird jump kicks. And a a little, shadow kick, perhaps? Maybe a shadow kick or a Jean-Claude Van Damme kick. Uh, great cabbage breaking noise. That's the one. Yeah, yeah you got to break cabbage properly. Yeah. Uh, and then like a skip kick, I think would be fun too. So skipping, I think about something you do when you're a, a kid. Like, does anyone like skip with their feet as an adult? Not so much. But what is a skip kick? I feel like it's like a shuffle kick. So I like the idea of a skip kick being some sort of. Uh, like special move or a maneuver maybe that you learn that's like a uh, finishing move that's like a skip kick. Sort of like huh. a killer electric slide sort yeah, of Yeah, like an electric slide. Move to the left, move to the right. Skip kick. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows that. Andrew, what do you think about the words go, kick, and skip? Well, so I, I also went to um, the Chinese um, game Go, or maybe it's Japanese, the, the game Go, right, where you move the little... 
the strategy game where you move the little black and white pebbles around, um, which also makes me think of like martial arts movies. Um, because I feel like in martial arts movies, the wise master is typically playing that game. Um, and uh, that sort of led into kick. I thought about, you know, like those old kung fu movies where they're on a wire doing a kick and the kick can just like last forever. You know, it's like, um, it, well, in Mortal Kombat, it's the bicycle kick, right? So he jumps and he's kicking the person, but like just kick continues kicking him like across the board with the bicycle kick um and go you know just implies action to me so um when i'm thinking about all these words and i love what you sort of brought up with the skip kick i imagine it's like you initiate a kick uh with such force that you can actually either skip a body, like the person that you're kicking can skip across some like water. Like a skipped stone? Yeah, like a skipped stone. There you go. Or you yourself, you know, can, like, sort of like the shadow kick that Johnny Cage does, um, skip forward in time. Maybe it's like a blinking thing, like a, like a blink uh, dog or something. Getting kicked in the next week sort of thing. Yeah, right? that's yeah. like the... So the, the main... The, but the main mechanic in Go is a surround mechanic, right? If you get a right. stone on either side, then the stone in between disappears. Right? I I, I have all, I have not played that game before. Yeah, I believe I, that's how it works. Yeah, because it flips over, right? If you surround right. it, then it flips to the other color. The other color, yeah. So, what, if it's a, what if it's a kick that you skip around the person you're kicking? It's so like roundhouse and you just skip, like phase to all different like uh in a circle around the person you're trying to kick i was thinking the same something similar right so let's get into what we're going to make in the room with what's in the room we're not in the room yet but uh ed greenwood is walking by right now which is very fun been on the show a couple times good friends of that all right so uh maybe we should make in this room a uh npc monster that uh, you have to defeat to learn the kick, like some sort of like master or monster of some sort, where uh, to defeat it, maybe you have to surround it like Go, but if it kicks you, it could do like the shadow kick like Go to surround you and make you bounce like a skip stone, skipped stone. What do you think, Skip? I was, I was thinking something more like the floor is really slick. Oh, <laughs> I like that too. <laughs> So that you can't, you can't just run around. You've got to sort of. Do you think that there shuffle, is, like, shuffle around? So I think that there's. I, I think that we should do. I think we should do both, right? Why not both? So there should be uh, your NPC or monster kicking guy, right? And then also there should be like uh, olive oil uh, all over the floor or something causing it to be super slick and slippery. Like, Regular old grease would work fine. Well, how about we make a monster that makes the floor slick so we have this, like, secreting tentacled kick beast that, like, makes the floor around it slippery and can do the skip kick. To surround you. To surround you. All right. Cool. So, um... You threw in tentacles in there uh, out of the blue, but I like it. I don't know why. I started thinking about monsters that secrete stuff, and I'm like, I don't know. They always seem to have tentacles, right? <laughs> Skip, sort of a, what do you think? A dungeon squid or something like that. It, it sort of inks, it greases. Yeah, it, it greases, and it has, like, the skip kick 
as its main move, right? So just multiple kicks. I'm thinking about a um, like a, a dungeon squid with like a sort of traditional uh, squid features, but then it's just got one like humanoid leg that is yeah the you, one you, know, you need to watch out for the, uh, one that like does these like uh, skipping kicks or whatever that what do y'all think about that <laughs> well maybe it's amorphous maybe that's what it does it makes little legs oh yeah so yeah you get, so you get your bicycle kick but it's this long pseudopod that Ooh. sticks out and it just keeps kicking you across the room I love it what do we want to call this thing Skip what are we going to name this wow. squid kung fu squirt Blob. Blob of grease. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> the sk- Lu- Lucy? <laughs> the skip kick go? <laughs> you call it Lucy, yeah, I call it Lucille. It could be a one off, yeah. <laughs> Lucille, bo- Lucille Blob? Lucille Blob. I think uh, Little Richard, too, the Lucille? <laughs> like that song. Maybe it sings that. All right, great. So we have, like, an wild monster thing in here that's gonna like kick you and skip you like a stone and grease you up uh skip thank you so much for being on the show uh what do you where can people find you uh on the internets on the websites or where should they go for gary Khan and founders and legends uh, i don't have the gary Khan urls memorized but a simple web search will turn up gary Khan. Uh, I hang out on Facebook a lot. I'm on there like twice a day, so easy to find there. So, Very cool. Excellent. Thank you so much for being on the show, Skip. Thanks for having me. Fascinating, Skip. I've heard the word secretion in this year's Epic Levels Mad Dungeon 2023 Season 2 Dungeon 23 Game Hole Con Pledgeathon finale so much, but still not enough. We are currently enjoying our Omega pizza slices here while we continue to take calls. I do remember that one episode we did with Joey Royale. Truly one of my favorites of all time. Thanks for such a great episode, Joey. We have a couple more calls we want to put live on the air for you to enjoy. I think we have Jeff Richards next. Okay, everyone. We are here with Jeff Richard, creative director of Chaosium, one of the makers of Call of Cthulhu, Pendragon, RuneQuest, and the Horror on the Orient Express board game. Absolutely. All right, Jeff. uh, Tell us about you. What are you working on these days? Uh, All right. So we've got a... we have been very busy beavers in the last year. Uh, so I've got... Chaos beavers. Chaos beavers. Chaos beavers. And we've been pulling out of the font of Chaosium. I've got four RuneQuest books that are coming out that are actually finally going to the, to the printer. The Lunar book, a Dragon Pass book, a Sarter book, and a Solar book. We've got uh, two more books for Pendragon as well, uh, also at the printer. Uh, that is, and then we've got the big, long-awaited Arkham book for Call of Cthulhu. How limited is that Arkham book? That is general distribution. Unlimited. Unlimited Arkham. <laughs> it is all the madness you've ever wanted or needed. I need a lot of madness in my life. Well, we've got the book for you. Okay, you've come to the right company. Can you back up just a second? Because you ran through a bunch of things all at once, and I am curious about the Lunar and the Solar books that you mentioned. Can you tell us a little bit more about those? Oh, absolutely. So these are of the 
uh, Cults of RuneQuest series. So in, in the RuneQuest game system, your, your character's cult is the most important source of relationships, of skills, and of magic. magic. Absolutely, and of magic. And so we are doing, it's, uh, in the end, it's going to be about 100 cults in total. It's in... Doggy. Absolutely. And so this is the, Lunar Book is the fourth book in the series that we're doing. And this is about the Red Goddess and lunar magic, madness, which is a common theme in a lot of our, our books, it sounds oh, like. Oh, do tell, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so it's, and she rides the fearsome crimson bat. She is, she's a bad, she's a bad girl in a lot of people's games. Oh, but dear. she's our, she's, she's certainly one of our favorites. And we have that, and then the solar, that's the celestial powers of the world. So it's, it's, it's collections of, of cults, and this is stuff that the, has Greg had been working on back in the 80s, started working on it again in the 90s, and then I've been working on it for the last five years to get the the whole series done, and they're finally done. Like so, like done. Done. They're at the printer. Nice. They're at the printer. That's done. That's done. All right. So everybody looking to expand your cults and rune quests, keep your eyes out for those coming from the printers very soon. Be it, you can buy it at our website or at a friendly now? local game store. Well, when 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 soon. we make the very announcement. S- First quarter next soon. year. Yes. First quarter next year. It would be right around when this comes out. So Happy New Year. Get some fucking rune quest. Absolutely. <laughs> Alright, you want to make a room? Let's do it. Let's okay. jump in this thing. Alright, here's what we're going to do. We're going to roll a d6, uh, determining uh, what you get, a uh, noun, verb, adjective, one, two, noun, two, three, verb, five, six, whatever, adjective. You'll just tell me. You'll just tell me. We'll tell you. Uh, (laughs) There's no dice there, people. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's all a mystery. (laughs) Alright. Listen uh, to this great Foley work. You hear that clickety-clack? I'm going to go first. You're just throwing my face. Alright, I'm going first. I'm rolling. That's a six. Uh, that's an adjective, and I'm going to say crimson. Is that the one? Crimson is a crimson? perfect one. I'm into yeah. it. Crimson. All right, crimson. Jeff, roll this official game hole 10 D6. Number three. Verb. Verb. Action us up. Flying. Flying crimson. Flying What's crimson. What's going on here? <laughs> uh, grab that uh, dice tray for me. All right, roll it up, Tiger Wizard. All right, here we go. Son of a biscuit. Miss, missed the dice tray. We'll take it. We'll take a floor roll. Where'd it go? That's a, that's a two. You got a noun. A noun? Um, a noun. I'm going to say uh, chaos beavers. Chaos beavers. <laughs> Hyphenated noun. <laughs> that's a very specific. So we have the word. This is the little known lunar cult of the giant of the flying crimson chaos beavers. Yeah, is it too late to get that in the book? Or, oh, uh, shoot. It's it at the printers. Yeah. Hell's bells. Stop the press. <laughs> Stop the press. We need chaos beavers, buddy. <laughs> All right, so um, the first part that we need to do here is we need to go through these words and sort of capture what they make us think of. Um, I feel like we're already all kind of on the same page here. But um, flying, crimson, and chaos beavers. What does that... Let's go to to, uh, Jeff. Uh, 
Flying Crimson. What do those words make you? Well, for I, uh, given that I'm working on the lunar book with the red goddess who <laughs> who rides a gigantic flying crimson bat. Uh, gas beaver. <laughs> I'm sorry. Bat, oh, I, bat, we we, yeah. we need to change the cover. Yeah. We need to change right. the cover. Stop the president! I needed the cover on that guy. Absolutely. I I I I I'm certain that chaos beavers. That that is. Get rid of the bat. Yeah. Get him out of here. Uh, what about you, Steve? Well, let's, Jeff, what, what the hell is a chaos beaver? Well, that's the one I we need to figure out. Clearly, it is some sort of once upon a time a noble, uh, a noble, friendly and innocent beaver now horribly oh, warped, yeah. like warped. One eye patch. Oh, oh yeah, it's one got one thing. One oh, beaver tooth uh, thing. Yes, yes. <laughs> and they're talking. That's the worst thing about them. They talk. Oh, plotting beavers. Plotting chaos beavers. Uh, they are the worst. They are definitely. Uh, what do you think of Andrew when we think of the words? Flying crimson chaos. Beaver. All right, so the, the all right, so there is no other thing to think of than this uh, iPad. I mean, I can't like. There's nothing else coming to my mind except yeah. for what we have just created. Let's just go ahead and create it. Yeah, we're in. Right? We're, we're in. in it, we right? need it. We need it. So we're obviously uh, doing a, a monster. 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 The monster is obviously the flying crimson <laughs> chaos beaver. Let's figure out what this little guy is all about. Oh, are you sure it's little? That's are a, you that's sure a good place it's little? To start. What do you what are we thinking about size for the chaos beaver? Oh, I I'm assuming it's got to be at least as big as a bus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it, like can chop a tree down in one bite. Absolutely, yeah. and eat it. Let's take this, Andrew. Let's take it in like a old school, uh, season one style boss, okay. and talk about it in that way. Uh, what does the chaos beaver want? Oh, a chaos beaver wants destruction, carnage, and pretty flowers. This, the okay. pretty flowers is the important part right. there. Uh, I like that. Carnage they could get. Uh, a good way for a villain to get chaos, I feel like, is uh, through use of minions as well. Oh. Who do you feel like the minions of the flying crimson chaos beaver is? I have an idea. Oh, yeah. I want to hear your idea. Oh, yeah. So it's animated splinters from trees and forests that the Chaos Beaver has destroyed. The Matchstick Army. The Matchstick, the matchstick yeah. Army. <laughs> so wow. good. And we do uh, talk about music quite a bit, and there's like uh, pictures of Matchstick uh, So what I was, really uh, that was what and was just running through my head. I had that uh, riff, that guitar riff in my head, and I work in music. I couldn't for the life of me figure out what it was, and I called no less than a dozen people singing that do 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 pictures of matchstick men and me. And like so, I just did that in the phone to all these people, and eventually some wow. guy got back to me a week later with that. It's a classic, song. man. It's a classic. Jeff, he didn't call me. Well, that's because there's cause I no wouldn't, love. Yeah, I there's no love there, man. It's because I wouldn't have gotten it. <laughs> <laughs> you are not my go-to yeah. for that one. Uh, but I love it. So, I mean, I think with that, too, we have to have some sort of, like, uh, garage psych oh, definitely. <laughs> influence for our crimson flying well, I, chaos you know, beaver. Yeah, on the side, the crimson, the, the flying crimson <laughs> chaos beaver has a garage band. Yeah, right. he just, like, he just uh, and, and, and moonlights a, as a guitar player. <laughs> flying, flying crimson oh, chaos beaver. He's the drums, and of course. The, okay, yeah. Of oh, with course. The Matt sticks. <laughs> yeah. The sticks. Flying, the flying chaos. No. Flying, flying crimson, crimson chaos, chaos beaver. beaver and the whalers or something like that. Well, yes, because he's got the magic army. So, of course, we don't put that in the title. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Never heard of that. So, I think 
I'm imagining this beaver the size of a bus with an eye patch and a scar and a, and a, and a oh, snaggle yeah. tooth. Yeah, one of its uh, like beaver teeth has been filed to a really sharp point. Yeah, because exactly. he's that's his, chaos. That's, exactly, and that's his being weapon. Yeah. That and his tail. Yeah. yeah. But I think he uh, also can make dams with his matchstick army, right? So, like, uh, you know, blocking oh, dab- things duh. up. Yeah. So All right. I think... I think we have it. I, I, I see this guy. The question I have what is what... name does he go by? Oh, go ahead. Ask your question. Oh, my big question is, what about the rest of his band? We're forgetting the rest of his band. Yeah. Are they just regular... Maybe they're just regular garage rockers. Or maybe kidnapped celebrities. This thing is kidnapping uh, celebrities. Yeah. Okay. All right, I'm into that. Yeah. To I, make up the rest of uh, so, his so, band. So he's clearly... He kidnapped Iggy Pop. And he uh, made Iggy favorite. I, yeah, he made yeah. Iggy play bass, which he sucks at. No, but he's a, he's a drummer, right? So he makes Iggy like not play drums or sing. Oh, yes, yeah. exactly. I exactly. Can, uh, I can kind of imagine all of the. Okay, so we need to go. Everybody needs to pick a. Yeah, I got to pick a celebrity uh, that's stolen. That's stolen. But I want to add that all of them are manacled, right? So they're like chained to his tail. Like, his tail is huge. He's the size of a bus. Oh, absolutely. With their instruments, like, on the back of his tail as he's, like, soaring through the air. All right. right. Who are you choosing, Andrew, for yours? Uh, So, Iggy Pop, and I will choose um, Nathan Explosion from Metalocalypse. Oh, yeah. God, I love that show. (laughs) And what, what position is he in? He's a singer. No, so he lets the singer sing in that one. He's throwing Iggy on bass. He doesn't want to be shown up. <laughs> exactly. Oh, okay, yeah, good point. All right, so... Lead um, guitar. Lead guitar. Terrible yeah. At. yeah. <laughs> He's got those big meaty fingers. He can't pick those strings. Yeah, no. What's he going to do? Right, who are you picking, Steve? Um, and I'm going to uh, pick... Uh, we need a front <laughs> front person. Oh, no, no, no. Like, because the, the crimson... Flying Chaos Beaver is, is like a Phil Collins singer. Yeah, it's like Phil oh, Collins. Oh, okay. All right. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> so we uh, have we have drums and lead singer. We have bass and we have guitar. So something else. Okay, then we're just gonna go ahead and put harmonica uh, or <laughs> organ. We're gonna put yeah, yeah we're gonna put Post Malone on harmonica. There you go. Super. I see it. I see this. Uh, and and then you got we the needed someone modern. In well, that, and remember, yeah. you got the Matchstick Army there because they're gonna cheer regardless of how shitty they sound. Damn right. Yeah. So uh, get those what yes is, men up front. Yeah. Do we have a name? What do they call this uh, crim- flying crimson? You know what they wanted theater. to call themselves, but they didn't have the. They want to call themselves the damned, but they didn't have the rights. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they didn't have the rights. Yeah, they had the. Uh, the they weren't damned. English enough. They weren't the English problem. enough. Yeah. They weren't English enough. So so you know, and and the obvious thing would be to call it the Matchstick Army, but that would be contrary to the ethos of our Chaos Beaver. Yeah. So. Right. It's probably like the Whalers. Yeah, just the yeah. Whalers. It's like it's just straight up like stealing. And they play reggae. It's yeah. such a reggae band. No, right. they play no reggae. No reggae. Yeah. They play anti-reggae. anti-reggae. You figure reggae. out what that is. Negative. Like, yeah. they, 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 from the negative dimension. They don't play the upbeats on the guitar. It's they all downbeats. They play the negative exactly. space of it. I love it. Uh, Jeff, thank you so much for being on the show. We have... Uh, Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. The Whalers are Crimson Flying Chaos Beavers. I can't wait to see this in action. Uh, can you let people know where do you uh, find you to find uh, Chaosium stuff you're working on? Well, Chaosium, the easiest place to find Chaosium is www. 
www.chaosium.com. Blowing minds, blowing minds. Exactly, amazing. But the easiest place to find me is on Facebook. Uh, I'm an old timer. I, I, I post stuff about what I'm working on and pretty pictures of the Rocky Mountains. Lovely. Uh, absolutely so. wonderful. Thank you for being on the show, Jeff. And we'll, uh, I can't wait to see how Andrew draws this. <laughs> this is going to be genius. Yeah. we got to right. get into a book, man. we got to get into a book. All right, yeah, we'll do it. Let's do it. Cool stuff, Jeff. I would choose Angus Young. He just rocks my boat. We're so glad you stuck with us. Every little bit helps. Have you told your mom about our podcast? I'm sure she has a ton of friends she could tell. It's simple. If you just tell two people to listen to the Epic Levels Mad Dungeon podcast, and then they tell two people, and those two people tell 100 people, that's 404 people. It's simple math. Dragon Warrior, come on over here and tell our audience about your favorite episode. Hey, this is Dragon Warrior. You can tell it's me because I said my name, Dragon Warrior. I'm finally remembering so many great episodes this year. One that currently stands out is Shangaro, the God Burrito, with Loot the Body. Do you remember that one? I do, Dragon Warrior. I remember playing it with you at Dragon Con. We have one last call this week to share with you. It's Joseph Goodman. Let's listen in. We are here at Gamehole Con with Joseph Goodman of Goodman Games, uh, creator of DCC, uh, Grimtooth's Fun Stuff, and uh, Coming Up on the Horizon, Adventures on the Purple Planet and Beyond. Hello, Joe. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Why, I'm, I'm great. Yeah. So tell us uh, who you are, what you have coming up, what should people know about? Sure. My name is Joe Goodman. I own Goodman Games. Basically, we make really fun dungeon crawls, and we have a lot of really fun dungeon crawls coming up. Next one up, by the time you guys hear this, is Adventures on the Purple Planet, coming in February. Harley Stroh's masterpiece, sort of derived from uh, Um Yurk by Robert E. Howard. If you haven't read that book, you should. And John Carter of Mars. It's amazing. Yeah, and so Goodman Games, DCC, Dungeon Crawl Classics, are known for uh, Appendix N, and digging deep into these uh, old uh, tomes that made up our Dungeons and Dragons that we know and love. Uh, so uh, what should we take away from the Appendix N for this, for Purple Planet? That's a books. great... So Appendix N in general, I'm sure we all have heard of this by now. It is phenomenal literature. Literature might be strong. It is great fiction writing. <laughs> it's fun to read. It's fun. It's yeah. so much fun to read. And you can't find it. Now you can find it sometimes at bookstores. But it's not often in bookstores, not often in libraries, because it was mostly published from like 1930 to 1960. But it's a lot of names everybody knows now, like Robert E. Howard, you know, and H.P. Lovecraft, and Fritz Leiber, and Jack Vance. And Burroughs. Yeah. Edgar Rice Burroughs. Yeah. Just great stuff. Look it up. Read some of those books. You won't regret it. Clark Ashton Smith. Dude, he's not in Appendix N, and you know that. And Why you did you have it. to bring that up? Yes. Scab? Yeah, he's yeah. cut, <laughs> cut me off in the middle of... I, say, I start saying one name. Listen, you don't know what the rest of that sentence you're is You're right, I don't. Be. I apologize. Listen, made- Joe, this guy's been on Saturn doing ritual <laughs> spells for, like, years. He doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> no, but we all think Clark should have been in Appendix N. Well, that's what I was about to say. Okay, first, sorry, so, sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. <laughs> I totally agree with you, Andrew. Yeah. 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 Very fun. All right, well, let's do it. Let's get into uh, making a fun adventure. Uh, the way that this works is we're all going to roll a D6, and that will determine a noun, verb, or adjective. We'll talk about what those words mean to us. Okay. And then we'll build a feature in this uh, big mega room that we're doing for our season finale. So why has it got to be a D6? Couldn't it be a D7? It could be a D7. Yeah, the thing about DCC, it like six funny dice. a D3, actually, is what it should be. That's Listen, a, that's, yeah, dude, so if I 
get you guys some different dice. Can we do different dice for next season? We like to do um, a, uh, a a random assortment of so we can rep our dice friends. Today we're rolling the game hole ten d six. Oh, it's got the actual. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's very fun. But uh, a d three will work, or we could do a funnier die. Like uh, so, Colonel Zoki is. Uh, one of the great heroes of our industry. Uh, he's at Gary Con almost every year, and I make it a point to go and get my dice blessed by him every Excellent. morning before I go play my games because there is no greater cleric of dice science <laughs> around. I, if you go back and listen to any of our episodes that have uh, other Goodman Games alums, you'll hear that I'm often rolling uh, dice purchased from Goodman Games. So. Awesome. Yeah. I support that. Yeah. Paul, what do you have to say about yeah. uh, Colonel Zoki? Dude, he's amazing. He does magic tricks. If you catch him at the right moment at his booth, he will do a magic trick for you. Um, you may not know this, but he, I can't remember if it was Army or Navy, but he won the talent competition for either Army or Navy when he was in it because he can play like three musical instruments at once. Yeah, um, I feel right. ripped off that he's never <laughs> performed for me in this manner. <laughs> he usually does it for kids. Like, I kind of got lucky when a kid came by the booth and I was there. Ah, but, like, I see. You also just have to hang out at his booth for a long time and, like, things happen. So. Oh, I've had those conversations. If he <laughs> yeah, he starts talking to you, then you might be there I'm for a while. It. Yeah, yeah, there's, uh, yeah, I've I carry with me too. Colonel Zoki will give out uh, the whole he, nine yards. Have you seen promoted? this? No, I haven't seen that. Uh, he was promoted. Oh, kept, yeah, last year he, he was promoted. Everyone, he's promoted general. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he gave me this little piece of paper that's a hole, and on it it says the whole nine yards. It was probably like six or seven years ago he gave me this thing, and, and he was just giving it out to everyone, and they have yeah. And they have, uh, he's like, if you're running away in this adventure, you could throw it behind you, people will fall in this hole and nine yards behind you. And I carry it in my wallet and I pull it out every pull once it out in right a while. Now. I'm not going to pull it out. <laughs> I, I can. I'll, I'll show you afterwards, too. Okay. It's great. But I have people that like I play with that are like, I'm signing my name on the back of this, and you're not going to use Colonel Zoki's nine, <laughs> nine yards ever again. That's awesome. All right, let's roll All some right, dice. Let's roll some dice. Ready? Right. Go ahead. Here we go. Going. Two. Two. Noun. He's picking out Robocop. Yeah. Robocop. Robocop. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Joe just got a pack of Robocop 2 cards from us. I'm going to roll. Here we go. Uh, five. Now, verb adjective. That is an adjective. And I'm going to go with uh, Colonel. <laughs> Colonel Robocop. Colonel Robocop. <laughs> now, verb adjective. You got a verb. You rolled a four. Andrew has a verb. A verb action word. I'm going to go with flipping. Flipping. So our words are RoboCop, <laughs> Colonel, Flipping. We have Colonel RoboCop, Flipping, who knows what. Uh, let's go ahead and move into our next segment, Initial Thoughts. All right, Joe, we have the words RoboCop, Colonel, Flipping. What do these words make you think of, or if you combine them? Not much while sober. Um, <laughs> it's a detriment doing this midday at this time. I know. Uh, I mean, obviously, you got to have RoboCop. Flipping can mean a lot of things. Yeah, you is know? it like RoboCop 3 when he was like, fighting ninjas and had turbo boots or whatever? That sounds like a good place to start. It might I mean, be. Yeah, or we we're go, talking RoboCop 2, though, right? That's we can make up our own games. RoboCop. I mean, maybe, maybe. Let's file the serial numbers off of this guy. <laughs> okay. So now, should we just, like, freeform, you know? Freeform it. Freeform it. I mean, you gotta have like a techno dungeon, right? And maybe there should be a shrine to RoboCop. Maybe it's the distant future. It's like a cult where, of RoboCop? Yeah, like, you know, after the apocalypse, a they. Techno shrine. Yeah, yeah, techno shrine. Okay. They, they, you know, 
dug up the ruins, and there was the you know rusted out hulk of a Robocop, which of course is perceived as a you know deity from the past. Um, real life Detroit has a statue of Robo. Real life Detroit has a statue of Robocop. Is that not correct? For real? I don't know. I've never seen it, but I've been to Detroit a bunch. I like the Heidelberg Project, and that's art, but there's no Robocops there. All right, listeners, Google that for me. Is there a, a life-size statue of Robocop in Detroit? All right, let me throw this out there, okay. Joe. I love what you're saying. Rusted out, dead <laughs> RoboCop is in there. Maybe this is some sort of uh, puzzly kind of thing where if you like figure it out, you get that automatic pistol that comes out of his thigh in RoboCop, right? So like it, oh, maybe the thing you yeah. get out of it is that automatic. Like you could, whatever, play with buttons or something to like. Get you got to unlock the ancient puzzle or, you know, worship in just the right way or something. And if you genuflect at the right angle and the, you know. Uh, can I throw something in here? Yeah. I, I feel like you just flip the switch, right? It's like. Oh, so you got to flip. We got to oh, flip. flip in yeah, there. Yes, yes. Yeah, That's you know, there's just a little switch somewhere. Switch here for weapons? Yeah. Like, <laughs> switch here for weapons. Oh. <laughs> so so yeah. maybe let's do this, right? So there's three of us. Let's get three weapons that can come out of Robocop. Oh, yeah, I love uh, this. When you do it. So I'll, I'll just start excited okay. the original one, which is the automatic pistol that comes out of his thigh. Okay. And it's a holster, too, right? So you could attach it to your thigh and have a, like, quick-draw pistol thigh holder thing. Okay. All right. Yeah. What do you got, Joe? What do you want? What? What Robocop? What You're a little... Now I feel like I should have watched Robocop before this session. You're a little more up on your Robocop memory than mine is. It's, but wasn't there like this bipedal like... That Ed uh, 209? <laughs> yeah, that Jesus, Ed 209. Like? Yeah. You want to play Robocop <laughs> games with me? Apparently, I... <laughs> your move, Joe. I know. Yeah. This is like going to a... What's, it, what's y'all saying? You show up with a knife at a gunfight? Yeah, like, that's right. You <laughs> came, showed yeah, up at a Robocop a fight ro- with like with a... an Ed 209. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, one of those. With a screwdriver. Yeah. Okay. You get your... You get your own like Mouser style Ed 209 <laughs> Robo Buddy. Oh, yeah. like a drone. Yeah. Right? Oh, that's like, a cool idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. You put the visor on and then oh, drone then you, yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. robot thing. Okay. Yeah, All that. Right, that one of those. Yeah. Rules. <laughs> okay. All right, All right. Uh, Andrew. What do you want to do? So we got a pistol. We've got a drone. We've got a pistol. We've got a drone. <laughs> um, I think it's going to be a cyber lance. So like a oh, that's um, cool. basically uh, uh, the classic RoboCop cyber lance. <laughs> You know, you know, digging deep from yeah, my in. imagination and not RoboCop lore. Yeah, that's where we go. What do, what does the RoboCop lance do? Oh, it's not a RoboCop lance. It's a cyber lance. That's any, true. Yeah, any uh, futuristic enforcer of the law could carry a, a cyber lance. Um, I think that it's uh, it's like a, a USB cable that then straightens <laughs> out to shoot. Like you, you impale people and, and impale them with information. Joe, did you play much Palladium Rifts? No, but but I will say this makes me think. Do you remember Micronauts had that oh, weird yeah. like space horse thing that was like whitish and yeah, that, dude, you should get on one of those uh, and, and the use your cyber lands. Were like yeah. the jam. So let's do that, right? <laughs> yeah. So you get a cyber horse and cyber lance that yeah. like is like a wrist cuff, right? So you could like yes. hit it. Hit at your wristband, a horse pops out of it, and you get a lance that you can just ride into battle. Wait, and who is the dude, Kozar? Who is the bad guy in Micronauts who is like the Darth Vader ripoff? Oh, I don't remember his name. Remember but he also kind of looked like Ronald Reagan a little bit. I didn't get right? that so much. No, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, anyway, if we can't remember who he is, never mind. But All right, once again, another thing for our listeners to Google. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Where's your pop culture reference? Yeah. 
fan base. <laughs> All right, so I think we've got this sort of locked down. There's a, <laughs> a, rest, yeah, a rusted out statue of RoboCop that um, has a switch on it that says switch for weapons. Flip switch for weapons. <laughs> and when you flip that switch, you roll your Goodman Games D3 to get one of these three items. Either you get a pistol attachment that pops out a pistol on your hip. You get um, Ed 2 Zero nine, 209, yeah, from your Colonel Robocop. This Colonel <laughs> Robocop. Colonel Robocop. Been, yeah, this is like way later when he got promoted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's not doing the street beat anymore. He's past detective. He's on Are desk duty. He's yeah. like filling out paperwork. Exactly. Are you sure he's not Brigadier General Robocop? I might have, yeah, yeah give right. himself another rank. All right, so Colonel, uh, Colonel, Colonel Cop, Colonel Robocop. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, rusted out statue, got all that, flip the switch, here's your weapons. Uh, Ed. Ed 209. Ed 209. Can't get it out. Controlled with the visor. Yep. And then you have the um, the quick draw quick thigh. Yep. We already got that uh, one. Oh no! Wait. Was the wrist? Wait. Cyber lance. Yeah. The USB. cyber lance comes out of a USB cable. Um, I got it. A USB cable wristwatch. And a horse. Yeah. The, the it, horse pops out of it and the <laughs> lance. So there you go. You got a restaurant RoboCop. What a great feature to this room. Joe, <laughs> tell people where they can find you and Goodman Games and all the cool stuff you make. It's easy. GoodmanGames.com. And by the time you guys hear this, Peril on the Purple Planet will be crowdfunding soon. So take a look at that. Sign up. Thanks, yeah. Joe. What beautiful alliteration. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much, Joe. Thanks, you guys. Thanks for listening to the Epic Levels Mad Dungeon podcast. Let us know if you pop this room into one of your games, or if you run any of our other adventures, we'd love to hear from you. You can support us via Patreon at patreon.com slash epiclevels. Your support helps make this podcast possible. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcast player, leave a comment, and tell your friends, and slay your enemies. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at epic underscore levels. Join our mailing list at epicleveltsrapgods.com. The Epic Levels Mad Dungeon podcast is hosted by Andrew Valeri, Rob Bellary and Steve Albertson. Produced by Zach Cowan. Theme song by Epic Levels and beat by Interesting, a.k.a. Mason Grant, who also makes tabletop games that you can purchase at GammaWaveGames.com. And until next time, may your crits be plentiful and your fumbles few. <laughs>